The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime, where sexual assault is so common you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include insomnia, heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, alcoholism, loss of integrity, complete loss of moral compass, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, as well as excessive chapping of the lips from kissing everyone's ass. If you have these or any other side effects or begin to question your life choices, please contact your therapist because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. I love that we always get the uh, the, the American accent dropped, like right out of the super heavy uh, formal English accent, the Queen's I, I, English I, I, accent. I, I speak properly. Right into the American oh, trashy such, accent at You the are worst such part. a brat. At the show G'day, take- guys. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, or the hairiest hairball in the cage, whichever one you want to go for, Bear Fiona. Welcome to the show, Snuggy Bear. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that last <laughs> that last nickname right there. The last Bo- nickname. Both, both um, baddest and hairiest are adequate answers, are very accurate, uh, except sometimes I have to remove the back hair before a fight. I know. I've seen you get waxed. You scream like a little girl. Yeah, I still I still maintain we could shave. How? It, here's here's my question. You put on tiny little booty shorts. Yes. You put on gloves. Yes. You get on an octagon with tons of people watching, and you get punched in the face repeatedly. Yes. But when the beautician puts hot wax on your back, the moment she goes to pull it off, you scream like a schoolgirl seeing a spider. It's a little dramatic. It's not. It's a little. No, not at all. Um, I can call proof. I will call Alexis. Where's my assistant? Alexis? Does he scream like a little girl when he gets his back waxed? Yes, and I have video. We have video. We will put out the video. The epilator is even worse than the wax. We we have this on video. You do. You scream like a little girl. I I appreciate it. I don't have a back to wax. I'm just saying I get plenty of areas waxed and, and I don't scream that much. You know what? You're used to it. That's what, that's what it is, right? I'm, people, I'm used to it, uh, yeah. Like people tell you it's not that bad to live in the desert because you get used to it, or it's not that bad to live in the cold, you're used to it. I will say this. Um, I, I have been waxing because I used to model. Uh, I modeled for Victoria's Secret for a long, long time. Yeah. And they don't like you to have the body hair, and it's nothing pervy, but pubic hair uh, shows through thin underwear and it shows through clothing, and it creates like a mound and it can show shape. So we've, I've, I've waxed as long as I've... Had it because I've I've modeled since I was young and um, yeah I, I probably am used to it I'll give you that it's it's new to you maybe you're just used to experiencing the pain but not like used to the pain itself it's quite possible because I'm used to getting hit in the face it still can hurt at times. 
but I'm used to getting that contact. Okay, if someone hit me in the face, I'd scream harder than you do when you get your back waxed. Well, yeah, because you're going to want someone's attention to come and help you. Yes. Yeah. And you better come help me. It will be. <laughs> there's no reason why you'd be out and about getting punched in the face, and I'm not there. <laughs> I don't know why I'd be getting punched in the face at all. That's not true. I really am awful a lot of the time. No, 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 no. You, no that's no. your lying voice. I only have one voice. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of things going around Hollywood. There's uh, some good, some bad, and some ugly. There's yeah. a whole thing right now where people are like, if you, uh, for women, they're saying if you hold the seam of the pants, the, the waist of the pants around your neck twice, they'll fit around your around your waist. I don't think they're taking into account. I, I, that wouldn't work for me. I wouldn't be able to get it over my butt. They're so that's not caused, accounting for body, body types. Body, there are body types. So that's the thing. I could never get that over my butt. In a more depressing note, uh, Hollywood is being Hollywood. And Scientology has a whole bunch of secrets coming out because of Danny Masterson from that 70s show. He is currently on trial for a rape. Danny, who's who? Danny Masterson. Who is this he character? is the actor that played Hyde on that seventy show. Hyde, Hyde, who's Hyde? Hyde from that seventy show, who, the guy I'm with glasses, to... the pot smoker, um, lived in the basement of the Foreman's. Basement I'll show of the you. Uh, not Austin Kutcher, Danny Hyde. Masterson. Oh, so, was he like the cool guy? He was the, the cool guy. Okay, yeah. I know you're talking now, about. Now he's up on um, sexual. Uh, he's he's up on rape charges. You're kidding? No, he's been up for a while. Well, he was kind of cool. Oh, there, there is. Uh, he's, he's giving me the correct pronunciation. Danny, Danny, Danny Masterson. Danny Masterson. Yeah. So he's up on uh, up on these charges, and a bunch of Scientology uh, secrets are now coming out because of this. So Hollywood was he just a Scientologist? He was. He was okay. raised in Scientology. Okay. Uh, we have a really interesting show today. As you know, our guest was supposed to be Diego Sanchez for personal reasons and private reasons. He wasn't able to do the show. Um, to Diego, we're always here if you want the platform. We we love you, Diego. Um, you've been through a whole bunch. Part of what we were going to do was offer him, uh, they say there are three things in life that are the biggest changes, which is uh, retiring from a career, um, divorce, and death. And in the last year, and in the last like two years, Diego has gone through a divorce. He has um, ended his career with the UFC and there's been a global pandemic. So on behalf of Behind the Scenes, we were actually going to offer him uh, counseling free of charge. We were going to set that up for him, which we'd still offer because that's horrible, everything he's gone through in the last couple of years. And we were going to offer uh, PR it's called PR Rescue, but essentially it's um, a media strategist working with his publicist to kind of resurrect uh, everything that Fabia's done to, to Diego's social media over the last couple of years. So we were going to offer to provide that, and we still will. Um, if and when Diego wants to come on, this platform is still available to him. We appreciate him chatting with us and talking with us. Um, so those offers whether he's on the show or not, are of course still on the table. We communicated that with his people and we will still do that for him. So instead today we're going to have on the person we were going to have on next week who we were originally going to have on today, but then we bumped him. He was really good about it. We actually moved him for Diego to come on and he was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. If Diego wants it, it's Diego's spot. And I think that goes uh, across the board because I always introduce you as the baddest bear in the cage but if Diego was on here you're not the baddest bear on the cage you're the guy hiding under the cage because Diego's on it, it's Diego's cage it's, 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 it's Diego's it's cage. funny that you mentioned the guy was so cool about it too because it, it was well as the MMA community thankfully this was so 
publicized, and I don't mean this in a, in a bad way. This mm-hmm. was so publicized, and the fact that we already well aware of like abusive, narcissistic, uh, cult leader type esque people, that when Diego started falling in line with this guy, everyone realized it's a bad situation. Everyone realized that it's not him running the show. Everyone realized he's being manipulated. So that rehab, in a sense, I think will go extremely well because it's going to be him. Well, it's, it's called it's called PR rehab, a and PR essentially rehab. what it is is you work with the publicist. It's a, and a media specialist works with their publicist and kind of clean and and, and just fixes they that. Fix the image. Yeah, and so I we were gonna so we I I'm not, I keep saying we were we will still give that to him if he wants that, and we will still pay for counseling for him if he wants that because Jesus he's been through a lot. Um, but it was so cool. Uh, our guest today is Jesse on Fire, who's one of my favorite people on YouTube. If you guys are not following him, go follow Jesse on fire he is one of the funniest people um and he's such a straight shooter and i love that about him he actually said if we ever if we if we can get fabia back on he wants to come on and interview him oh he'll be the voice he'll be the uh what is the voice of the um the voice of the mma community voice the mma community and his channel is blowing up really nicely now too so he's got a lot of content out there for all of his followers and people want to go see him i've never been wrong when i call this i've always been able to tell you who's going to be tomorrow's star that's that's my job Mm -hmm. i make a lot of money making that guess um jesse on fire is going to be a huge star not just in the mma community he's going to go the way of uh joe rogan Oh, yeah, I, I can see 100% it. see that. I and, see him being on Joe Rogan, oh, yeah. too. But I, I'm never wrong. This is my literal job is to make these predictions. So I'm always right. Just being humble and ador- my humble, adorable self. Since you're never wrong, when will I make my $187 million? Uh, that's going to take a while. I'd like to point out, though, when I hired <laughs> you, I hired you as a... Um, you self-defense teacher yeah you oh, offered right, right. i hired you as a, so you, the way i'm gonna tell me. i'm gonna I'm, no i didn't because you humped me but we'll get there uh <laughs> we so the way i met uh bear was he was my self-defense teacher i got exactly two lessons from him in the second lesson his cell phone kept digging into my hip during this jujitsu lesson he was teaching me self-defense and telling me that all the self-defense and pressure points and stuff i'd been taught was wrong it was the first time i was introduced to the term bullshito bullshito yeah that's um, accurate <laughs> when it's like it's all bullshit he's like you just need to be able to get away so he was teaching me how to get away but by the but but the first lesson and the second lesson like this cell phone kept digging into my hip and then the second lesson he dropped me as his student and i was really butthurt i was like i'm trying really hard why aren't you keeping me in your class like you were teaching me private lessons this isn't fair it wasn't his cell phone i'll keep the explanation short (laughs) so when you're in a position of power like an like a martial arts instructor or a personal trainer or a boss of some variety people tend to think they have to give you stuff that they have to do stuff for you or you're going to stop or cause damage or drop them or fire them or whatever it might be And so in your case, once I realized there was an attraction there, I knew I had to stop our interactions as teacher and student until we got to a place that we were either in a relationship or nothing was going to happen because I was sexually attracted to you because that was starting to come out uh, physically with or without my like without my direct. Okay, I want this to happen right now. And so once I knew that, so it was an unwelcome erection. Yes, (laughs) it wasn't a subtle. Yes, it was not a subtle one. And once I knew that, I knew I had to stop. So I cut. I cut off the lessons. 
I told you what was up, and thankfully we're at the place we are now to where we can continue lessons and that, but I'm just saying... It's been five years, and I still haven't gotten my self-defense lessons. You have off and on. No, I haven't. You haunt me every time you try and teach me. That doesn't mean you don't get them. That just means somewhere (laughs) along the lines it stops that day. But I I will say, actually, that I thought was a decent way to handle it. I've heard a lot of stories um, of of people doing that and... I, I got to give you points. You did. You said, no, nope, I'm sorry. I'm attracted to you. I'm not comfortable being your teacher. But it did take a little bit of prodding. You dropped me as your student and I was really butthurt because I was trying really hard. At least you understood why. Eventually. Close, close enough. Close enough. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm teasing. Um, guys, when we come back on, we are going to be on with Jesse on fire. We're going to be talking about the growth of his channel, why he chose MMA. I'm, I'm really curious about that. He's great at it, but why he chose, uh, to get into the MMA sphere. Um, he talks about hot topics. And the best thing is he does no prep or notes. He can just fire off. Yeah. It's like one take. He goes all the way through. I don't know how he does that. Well, I'm going to find out. Really, you're going to find out. I need to get better at that. You need to get better. Yes, I, I like do. that. You and Jesse on fire. If he's on TikTok, y'all should should uh, duet and talk to your fans. That'd be fans. fun. We can do it. I think that your guys would really enjoy Jesse on fire. I think so. All right, guys. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fiorda, and we will be back with Jesse on fire after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage and the one who we just finished talking about humping me during martial arts classes uh, and our very, very special guest, 
Jesse on fire. Jesse, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me on. Well, I'm, I'm excited to have you on. I watch your channel. I love the stuff you talk about. Um, you actually got me into his channel. I, I got you I into did his not, channel. I did not know. And then just before, about a week out, we had the first inkling that Fabio was going to be on. So we started researching and reading up. And I see her going through all these different channels and platforms. And then she gets on this page and this guy's going like balls to the wall, full on for 20, 30 minutes. I'm looking at him like, that's a lot of information to go straight. No takes, no nothing. And I'm glad you mentioned that when you sent us your info too. And I'm just thinking to myself, that's incredible. And I love everything he's saying. I'm excited. I started watching your uh, your, pla- your platform, your, your videos that would come out. Well, originally we were going to have um, uh, Joshua Fabia and Diego Sanchez on together. Right. That's what Joshua Fabia had set up with us. And on air, we basically intended to offer Diego counseling and out and uh, PR rehab. And I was going to pay for these things for him, or behind the scenes technically was. Um and then when we were doing the research, I came across your videos and I'm watching them and I found you gave such pin, pu- pin perfect information because I go back and I double check uh, anything I'm seeing. And uh, what well, was MMA, uh, rap battles and MMA had a lot of information and you had a lot of information and it was perfect. Like absolute everything you said was pinpoint perfect. When you started talking about the OnlyFans, I went, I researched it, and this was the shit that was up there. Yep. I couldn't believe that no one else was was talking about that. Like, when I saw, you know, credit where credit's due, there was a a video up, well, I guess I'm not going to give credit where it's due because I can't remember whose channel it was on, but there was someone (laughs) else's channel that that did this kind of flashing thing where they, they very quickly showed a bunch of things on the OnlyFans. And so I went and looked at it, and, I mean, you know, I, I would imagine that uh, my reaction was very similar to everybody else's when I saw it. I was just like, how is no one talking about this? <laughs> like, you know, I did the, I did the video and, and I didn't even really realize that no one else had been talking about it. But that was really the first video that, uh, that got a lot of attention. Well, I'm, I'm going to say when I'm watching it, my first response was just, holy shit, uh, this guy has to be exaggerating. And no offense, I thought you were an excellent speaker, but I was like, this has to be hyperbole. Like, this this yeah. cannot be this bad. No one would sell a fighter like that. Even if you're right. an idiot, you wouldn't sell a fighter like that. Um, and I got online and started looking it up, and I was like, oh, my God, it's completely accurate. I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use bad language on this show, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. We swear because we care. Fuck yeah. Um, you know, it's <laughs> funny. I actually was aware of – I was personally aware of the OnlyFans just kind of through the grapevine in the MMA community, reading up on tweets and uh, posts on YouTube uh, through a few of the MMA uh, platforms. And so I thought like mm, – yeah, this is pretty bad, but I know some channels and some platforms use it as a way to uh, bring people to the OnlyFans to pay for their stuff. Maybe it's not exactly as we're imagining. Maybe he's not totally... It was so much worse. It, it was so much worse, yeah. man. And I'm, I actually watched your video to get that information for, uh, for it. Now, I you know what's ask- funny about that is is the first video... So, so the first video that I filmed actually had an additional 10 minutes because there were, there were two, two sides of the OnlyFans that I thought were hilarious. Number one is the stuff that's actually in the video, all the, you know, don't you want to, you know, you want to see this tight butt and all that nonsense. But yep. the, the, the original video that I shot also had all of the, like, laughable self-promotion stuff that clearly was not, you know, like, it was very clear who was, yeah. who was doing the OnlyFans with, like, 
you know, oh, you got to really be on your toes to keep up with Josh. I was like, gee, I wonder who, who wrote this up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's such horseshit. I, I, I am such, uh, I'm, I'm not a huge MMA fan. Um, it's, it's not my world. I, I'm in the entertainment. I, I'm on a different side of the entertainment industry. But the, the principles are identical. It doesn't matter if you're selling a WWE fighter, an actor, or a porn star. You stay in your lane. You promote what they're about. You don't take a fighter and start promoting him like a porn star. You simply don't do that. I mean, we've had plenty of porn stars on this show. None of them would promote themselves by saying, come see me fight. Yep. And I I would bet that Diego had no idea that that was going on and and might even be one of the reasons why why they ended up splitting. Because I texted you that screenshot from Diego's Twitter from January where he specifically said that his OnlyFans is not sexual. So, you know, the the only public comments he's ever made about it were that it existed and that it's not sexual. And then it was... So, you know, I, I feel pretty, I mean, if he, if he ends up kind of, you know, when he, he's going to, he's going to make public statements at some point, And I hope that, yeah. uh, I hope that he, you know, mends fences with the UFC and, and gets the, gets the swan song fight that he deserves. Cause I think that the, uh, I think the stadium will literally come down under the, the stomping feet and screams for that guy, especially after all this, dude, I don't, I actually don't think you could possibly set up a guy's final fight better than with a you know, with a situation like this is so unique, but I mean, everybody well, loves Diego. Everybody wants him to get, get, you know, get a huge crowd cheering for him in his final fight. I mean, and he deserves it. So I everyone hope everyone loves the, the redemption is. arc. They love the redemption yep. arc. So seeing him come back after this would be incredible. No, I, I completely agree with you. And in fact, I love that Connor put out that he would do it. He, that, he's, he that's would do an it. He wanted to do it between Fabia and payday. Sanchez. And I want to see get, him fight McGregor, yes, though. Absolutely. I'd like to see I, like Sanchez, Sanchez versus, versus McGregor. McGregor. Like, let's make this a hashtag and get this out. Guys, if you're listening to this, send this to Connor McGregor. Sanchez versus McGregor. That would be the fight. <laughs> Um, it would be what, like, come on, it would be a huge money fight. And Diego has, he's earned his stripes here. He was the first ultimate fighting champion. He's, he's, he's been around forever. He deserves to go out on that big ass money fight. He does. Yeah. I mean, I, I want Diego to get a huge payday. I also want to yeah. see him win. And, uh, we- you know, I mean, we'll see. I mean, you know, Connor is, is always going to be the, the UFC's most prized asset and, uh, they're always very surgical with what they do with him strategically. So we'll see. But I, I mean, I think Diego's going to get a real big fight, assuming that, uh, I mean, it sounds like as far as, you know, the, the kind of third hand stuff that, that we have in the, in the public, it just sounds like the only reason he got pulled off the card is because Fabio was scheming on the UFC. They obviously recognized it. They asked him to sign a waiver or to put in writing that he's not going to come after the UFC after his, his career. They wouldn't do it. So they pulled the fight as soon as, you know, as soon as Diego, validates that he's not going to be a, a legal problem for the UFC post-career. I'm sure they'll give him a fight. He deserves it. Why wouldn't well, they? Dana, Dana White reached out and said for him to call him. So exactly. my hope is that he does. I really yep. think if anyone... Diego helped build the UFC into what it is. He really did Absolutely. in the very, very beginning. When uh, and, and hats off to Dana White. You know, I don't know Dana White. I've had a couple of conversations with him. The first one I had with him, uh, I called from Paramount because I was a producer. He thought I was a man because his name was Dana. I thought he was a woman. We had a giggle. We both realized we needed to do more research. Um, <laughs> but beyond that, it, it, yeah, and then I got yelled at by Dana Carvey. It was, it was a great day. But um, the... 
he when Diego was doing this, the UFC was in debt, and he was just this huge draw. So yeah. I mean, I listen, mean, like Dana. Dana is basically my entrepreneurial. Like he's he's my he's everything that I would would hope to be if I was as successful as him. I mean, like you know the the term "fuck you" money is is about yeah. being able to tell anybody that you want "fuck you," and Dana tells everyone that he wants to fuck you. He says it directly yeah. to him. I love it. He's uh and and he also is he really is fiercely loyal to the guys who who have who have taken care of you know have been beneficial and really like you know been a big stepping stone for the UFC. The UFC is his baby. And if you've helped his baby, he helps them. I mean, he's been incredibly loyal to Diego. That's why I was that's why I was a little bit hard on Diego in my early videos because I saw them attacking Dana as as pretty disloyal given given how well he'd been taken care of. But, you know, I I don't I think that was just Josh literally like working his mouth with his with his hand, you know what I mean? And and uh yeah, no, I, mean, Josh I would be shocked if this didn't have a good ending for for Diego, so if, assuming that's what he I wants, you know, another fight. absolutely. And Joshua certainly was running the, everything behind the scenes. I think he, at one point, they even talked about how he uh, completely taken over all of Diego's social media. He was posting from there. He was the one responding Something, to things. Uh, he completely ran that show, yeah. and very obviously is what turned Diego away, or at least on the UFC. He, if you even watching that that little stint, that video where they were talking to the uh, the not the press team but the commentating team. Uh, behind the scenes when he's trying oh, to yeah. record them yeah. to catch them or whatever. Well, he, You can see Diego's the, the point uncomfort that, there. that really broke my heart is uh, when he canceled, uh, we, he canceled having uh, Diego on with him and he just came on the show. Um, and then he sent me personal messages from between Diego and his wife and then tried to get me to read them, oh. read them out on air. That wasn't going to fucking happen. That's not my. That's yeah, not my I shit like to how read. you told him to go fuck himself on that. that, that there's no way that's going to happen. He, he did everything yeah. he could to try and, uh, and defame Diego. Diego, no matter what. And he even try again. There, there's that manipulation part where he's trying yeah. to get other people to, to join to him. To back and do him, it with him. It's, he was trying to literally get everyone to bash. I think the problem he had was he jumped on this show. I don't know if if uh, if uh, Fabia even researched who he was going on with. Like he got on. Oh, uh, I'm sure he didn't. <laughs> Bear's a fighter, and my specialty is is spin. Essentially, I I manipulate media for a living. Um, yep. I was like, seriously? Did, did you look at who? I, you may have looked at the show, and I think he went to an entertainment show versus an MMA show because I think he thought he'd get an easier go. Summer, summer, yeah. summer, summer. Summer. It, it's my perception, Summer. I'm going to smack you with the microphone. No, it, it's, I'm going to smack you with the microphone. Yeah. That's where I'm this trying ends. to explain to you guys how I felt. You're like, okay, guy. Is, uh, oh. How did you... Yeah. Don't, don't, yeah, make, that was, don't uh, make me fly that was to Texas, to listen to. I mean, I, I mean, I knew that I was going to create utter gold content out of that interview when I was listening to it. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy, he's the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, but at the same time, it's you just like, don't want to hear him trash Diego. You exactly. just don't want to hear that. Exactly. It's it's, yeah. it's really hard, and I think that's I think that's what's so hard about it, is of course you know for content creators it's it's great stuff, but people forget, and you haven't, and I appreciate that about you. But I think a lot of people forget. Uh, we're talking about a man's life, a man that has bled for his sport. But we're talking about his life being upended by another person. And I, 
I hate to say that if he was a woman or if he wasn't a fighter, if he wasn't perceived as being such a tough guy, I think people would be more sympathetic than they are. And I think people don't realize what a big heart, like when, when I did my research, everyone I talked to uh, said Diego just had a really big heart. And that was the, that was the heartbreak. All right. So what, what I think, what I think is in store for Diego is this, like, I, I understand the position that he's in, man. He's like, you know, he's, he's at the end of his career, you know, and, and I mean, in my own life, I had a, I had a moment where, where I felt like I had absolutely no options whatsoever. And, you know, without getting into the, like, I do know how he feels right now. And, and it's probably very concerning because he only knows how to do one thing and he knows that that thing he's not going to be able to do anymore. But I look at Diego, and, and I actually see someone who's going to have a lot of options. I don't think they're going to yeah. necessarily be directly you know, connected to fighting. I think he's the kind of guy, like, he'll end up, he will end up doing something that makes him happy. Like, whether it's, you know, something, it'll be something spiritual, like, a, you know, he'll work for some kind of, like, retreat company, and he'll take people into the mountains. I don't know, some, something where, you know, he'll be able to, to kind of share kind of his inner spirituality that, that's kept him so successful throughout his career. That's, that's what I would anticipate is going to is going to be, you know, his future. And I think he'll be really successful doing that. I agree with that. I'd like to see him get with a media marketing company, put his stuff on TikTok, put his stuff on YouTube and really kind yeah. of do it that way. It's a great way to monetize and get himself, um, get himself some additional revenue streams from what he's already done, as well as doing uh, seminars. He could travel globally doing seminars, talking about his experience in the cage and teaching cage tactics. People would pay a fortune. We have to go to For break. Sure. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Jesse on fire. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Diego Sanchez and Joshua Fabia, but I want to know about Jesse on fire. I know you guys want to know about him, what started the channel, what his favorite sh- uh, topics were, and everything else. So I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, and our very special guest, Jesse on fire. We'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. 
You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with our buddy bear, Mr. Punchy Mick. I don't know. I was going to go with Mr. Punchy Mick Hot Pants because of what you wear in the cage, but I don't know. I'll come up with something better next time. You have better nicknames. I do. I I have better nicknames than that. And Jesse on Fire, who is one of my favorite YouTubers, and I am very proud to say I actually introduced an MMA fighter to an MMA YouTube channel, so that makes me... The one that brought him to you. You, you are now the middleman. I'm, I'm now the middleman. Jesse, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being on. Um, I'd like to know a little bit about you. You have this channel where you talk about MMA. What what made you choose martial arts, mixed martial arts? Well, I mean, I just love the sport on a level that's probably borderline unhealthy. But, uh, you know, when you guys, you know, so you guys talked about how I can do the I can do the videos in one take it's like you know if you ask me to talk about something I don't care about I'm gonna be struggling for content but if you ask me to talk about why a third John Jones and Daniel Cormier fight for Cormier's retirement fight it would be amazing it's hard for me to even talk about it without literally like choking on myself I just I love the sport so much and you know the way the way that my kind of social media thing started was I just started posting on TikTok. I just figured like, okay, so it's a minute long. I can do one of these every single day. And, uh, and I just talked about mixed martial arts and the channel completely blew up. So uh, then I learned, um, you know, that people actually can do it for a living on YouTube. And I was like, well, let me try doing that as well. You know, YouTube is a, is a different bag. It is a lot of competition, but uh, it, it, there is, I, you know, c- just consistency is what it's about. And so I just keep on posting and uh, I really should send Josh Fabia like a bottle of champagne, man, because, uh, he he gave me a lot of content that ended up being some of the most popular videos I've put up. You know, I got to say, um, usually when this show's quoted, it's quoted in like Variety magazine and stuff like that. Uh, last week we ended mm. up in the bloody elbow. So it, it was definitely <laughs> a, a different direction than this show usually goes. You were probably not expecting that. This is what happens when you bring on an MMA co-host. I know. You, are, you're, you, you. I need to change you out. I need a new co-host. I just boosted your ratings. You are not going to do that. Okay, well, as soon as they drop, you're gone. Oh. <laughs> kidding. Well, shit, I wasn't ready for that response. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I'm just being a dick. Uh, so I have to say, so I, I love your content. You have this reach and the way you, you get across to people. I've, all joking aside, I don't really deal with the MMA community a whole bunch. I deal with a few of them. I deal with uh, the WWE and film a little bit more. But there's a certain level of talent that goes across the board, and you have it. You reach out to people and you connect with them in a very different way than I've seen a lot of people do with a lot of MMA commentators. And I mean, no offense when I say this, um, a lot of them are ex-fighters and they don't seem to have the ability to draw people in. Actually, it doesn't matter what the subject is. It's very difficult to draw people in the way you do, the way you keep eye contact, the way you pull people into what you're saying. You make everything so animated. Is that something that comes naturally to you? Yeah, I mean, you know, the way I, <clears throat> the way I kind of approach it is, uh, 
I just talk about the, the topics as if I'm sitting in the room with a bunch of my really good buddies. And I, I try to talk to the audience as if they're, you know, they're literally like a bunch of my good buddies. And, and the other thing, too, like the guys who are ex-fighters, they're, they're going to be able to provide a level of value in, in many cases that I can't provide. I mean, like if you watch, like, if you watch Dan Hardy break down a, uh, you know, a matchup, that's, I mean, you're, if you're trying to figure out who's going to win the fight, that's... Uh, that's going to be like a 10-3 round for Dan Hardy versus my channel, you know. Look, and, uh, I, I, I got to be straight. I was a Victoria's Secret model. I don't know who Dan Hardy is. I know who you are because you entertain the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, was, I, I got to yeah. be clear. Like, I could yeah. be honest. Um, well, I appreciate but, that. I just I try to talk about the human side. Like, that's that's why this Diego and Josh thing was, was uh, you know, was good content. Like, if I uh, – you know, or like if, if Conor McGregor loses to Dustin Poirier, instead of talking about how he folded to calf kicks, I talk about what it's like to be a billionaire, you know, or, or you know, halfway to a billionaire walking into, a, walking into Fight Island with a bunch of people who are, who are fighting for a dream that you've already attained and then trying to, trying to think about, you know, maintaining that same killer instinct that you had before where, you know, like think about what Connor's life was like when he was first coming up and he's destroying people because they're all fighting for the same thing that he is fighting for. And so it makes sense to go in and crush people's dreams when he's on fight Island, he's going to fight Dustin Poirier. It's like, it's, it's, it would be almost like psychopathic for him to come in there and try to just break Dustin Poirier mentally before the fight when he is where he is. And Dustin's where he is. Not that Dustin's not successful, but that's the kind of thing that I like to think about. Like the, Exactly, like the mentality, the psychology, and that kind of stuff is what's really interesting to me versus just like X's and O's and, and that kind of thing. Conor, Mc, Conor McGregor, uh, the, the two um, MMA fighters that ever interested me were Diego Sanchez because he was a first and he really kind of created the uh, excitement when, and the walkout and he created a lot of what people use now as a template. And Conor McGregor, because what Conor McGregor did was when he was dead broke, I had a friend that worked with his original publicist. He took every penny he had and put it into publicity, even when he couldn't afford it. And with absolute intention, made himself the most famous fighter in the world. And I really respect that. That That takes a level of dedication. He didn't buy a car. He didn't buy a suit. He put his money into PR. And I just thought that was genius. Yeah, I mean, that's why, that's why, you know, people, he's obviously an extraordinarily controversial figure and I have a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't dive into like the, like I have respect for all the fighters. Like I love Khabib. I love Khabib and I'm rooting for Islam Makashev and, and, uh, and, you know, Kamzat Shemaev and all these guys. And I also love Connor. So it's, it's, you know, each guy's individual, but like Connor is obviously an extraordinarily divisive figure in the MMA community. But if you watch that documentary, Notorious, that yeah. is oh, one of great. the great pieces of, of art ever. The guy was, yeah. he was filming himself. He was filming a documentary when he had, he was on welfare when the documentary yes. starts and he's mm-hmm. the, he's the champion of the world, double champion, whatever at the yeah. end. Uh, actually, did they get the, whatever, you know what I mean? But, uh, and he got it all. He literally captured it from I'm living with my mom and I'm on welfare to I'm the biggest star in the history of the UFC all captured because he he was going himself with intent. It was absolutely ingenious. 100% the way he handled it. Now, I don't mean to deviate a little bit, but I did see this. I did see something funny uh, and I had a quick question. Um, would you fight Joshua Fabia? Oh, in a heartbeat. (laughs) No, in a heartbeat. 
Would you require? I, mean, you know, a I think we thought there might be a, like, a minor weight differential, but uh, <laughs> I just thought that was such a fun thing to uh, a fun thing to read and want to want to talk would, about. Yeah, would you, would you be open to fighting Joshua Phobia? I think that that would be interesting. See, but would you really want to? He's brought so much attention. Like you've you've gotten so much content. Actually, that would be the perfect ending. That would be like the perfect Conor McGregor doing notorious ending. He you, he came into your channel. You talked about him, and then you picked him up by his foot and beat him into the mat for half an hour. Oh, that sounds brilliant. There's much more risk for me taking that fight than him. Can you imagine if I lost that fight? <laughs> oh, if, you, if you lost it, I can think of other people that would jump in and help you, my co-host included. No, I mean, we'll get, we'll put you, we'll <laughs> yeah, get you in I, Team I don't think quest. anybody we'll would be able to, the, to uh, mend my reputation after that, though. If I, no, if I lost to the death punch, what if he killed me <laughs> with the death punch? Oh man! With Is the that death. A real well, thing? you know what? He didn't pull it off in the bar, and I don't think he'll pull it off in a cage with you. I thought you said yeah. there was no such thing as a death punch. That's because there isn't. It's okay. made up. Yeah, there's not. Okay, it's, so don't don't start. Don't believe so, that. Okay, don't I'm, I'm going to thank you guys for educating me on that one. I need to <laughs> he, not listen to the he, internet. Yeah, he did apparently go into uh, to to his first uh, his first pre-fight meeting with Diego and tell the referees that they need to watch closely because. Uh, there's yeah he's there's some death touch move that uh, Diego knows he couldn't demonstrate it though so that the refs oh, would know what was coming but uh, that see that breaks my heart when you have someone who is as legit as Diego being covered in that kind of bullshit that's that's hard that's why people I want I really want him to fight Connor like guys I'm going back to the uh, McGregor versus Sanchez like let's make this hashtag a thing make that fight happen tweet out to Connor like really push this that would get. <laughs> Diego, the best fight he could get, and a, a, a really big payday. Because if you're fighting Conor McGregor, that's a hell of a payday. Um, what's your ultimate goal with creating content here? My ultimate goal is to is to make it what I do, and it's uh, you know where it can be my primary source of income. But I'm you know I'm settled in. Like I you know when I started doing it, it was just like. I can I can do this, you know, I can create as much content as I need to while doing all the other things that I do. And, uh, you know, as it grows slowly, whether it takes five years, ten years, at a certain point, um, you know, I'd like to have a syndicated show and all that stuff and, you know, I do it like the big getting, guys. I, I think you're going to get it. I, you're a real talent. Like I said, I haven't been wrong yet. In any of my in any of my picks, and I pick you. You're going to be huge. They uh, they talk about when it comes to YouTube creation as well how the the progression is much different from other quick release uh, quick relief platforms like TikTok where you get immediate gratification. Uh, so for yeah. you to already be building such a substantial following on YouTube, you know you're doing something right, and you know you're in in lack of a better word, I don't mean to quote the the villain of the story, Fabia. You're really enticing people to come to your channel and check out what you I have to offer. I think you used the word tantalizing. Oh, sorry, it was tantalizing. <laughs> tantalizing. You, it was my bad. Um, I am gonna say we do giveaways on the show. One of the giveaways we have a week, uh, this week is a ride for two at Offered Rentals in Palm Springs, California. So, Jesse, can you pick any MMA question? Don't say the answer on air, and our giveaway this week will be based on that. So, write in on our Twitter, and you can win a ride to at Offered Rentals in Palm Springs, California, a, re a float at True Rest Sedona or Las Vegas, or a night at Castlewood Cottages in Big Bear. So, I've got three giveaways. You can pick whichever one you want based on Jesse's question. I want you to choose a really obscure quote from your own videos. It has to be from one of your videos because they got to go see your stuff if they want to win stuff. They want free stuff. They got to go to you. Okay. Um, what is the 
second post that I quoted from Diego's OnlyFans in the OnlyFans video. Oh, I like that. Nice one. I like that. I still can't believe he posted that shit on OnlyFans. Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> it's the what worst. What was your favorite one out of all of them, though? I had to sit through them, and I felt dirty by the end of it. It's not even that he was... <laughs> I got. I, I personally got stuck Diego on that. I Diego Sanchez. I'm not even an <laughs> MMA fan, and I love Diego Sanchez. I, I, I'm caught between the the comment of the little tight butt, or them naked leg locking in a river. Did this just? Yeah, that one wasn't from his OnlyFans, but oh. uh, that one was posted. Uh, that was like actually, I you know what? I take that back. We stole I, it, it off Maybe on his OnlyFans. Yeah. It the. But yeah, I'm not sure. It it might have been behind a payroll on on. Uh, it, it, on was, it was. By the it way, was, it was that was that was the funniest part of your of your uh, of your interview with Joshua when you were like uh, uh, leg locking in a river, and he's like, "There's no, there's no naked wrestling in Aruba." Like Jesus that, Christ, that was the I'm worst used to spin, spin I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, I'm used to spin, and I've gotten some really stupid answers from people over the years. Like if a politician gets caught with a hooker, I'm who they call. I get people out of all, all kinds of trouble, and that was the worst spin I've ever heard. I'm like, it, it was it was worse than John Edwards. Like, Come on, man. Do better. If you've got to lie to me, do better. I'm actually very gullible. It's not that hard. Do better. Um, so for you, you've had these videos. I, I know your Joshua Fabia video blew up. Um and I, I was going through some of the content, uh, the, the comments, and I was stalking your comments. And what I found so interesting about it was it's not just me. It's a lot of people that aren't in the MMA community go to you for their news because you explain it in a way we understand. When I look at MMA stuff, I usually have to get bare. I'm like, what are they talking about? When I listen to you, I get it. How do you break things down so simply to pull people in from outside the community? I think I just try to look at the the situations, uh, you know, as a, I just pull from my own experiences. I can look and try to imagine what the person probably feels and then how the person, you know, how the other person's probably reacting. Like, you know, I got a lot of, uh, I got a lot of comments on how I would, uh, you know, mimic Josh in, in these like you hypothetical really well. conversations. <laughs> yeah. And people were like, dude, were you like, uh, are you a cult leader in another life? I was like, nope, I've just watched documentaries about them and all of them do the exact same thing, which is they play their insecurities right back at them. They, that like, that's really? straight out of Keith Raniere, straight out of David Miscavige. They all do that exact stuff. All of them. What I found so interesting was at the beginning of the interview, he had turned around and he's like, now you're asking the right questions. I was like, that's a tactic we use in negotiation, trying to get people to listen to us. Don't do it to me. I didn't say that on air. <laughs> Um, well, that was funny because, uh, and, and in that same segment, he, uh, and I actually realized I hadn't even touched on this in, in any of my videos, but he, he implied that the, that the video of Diego blindfolded where he was kicking him in the head was a setup by the UFC. And I was like, oh man, come on guy. Like, you know, yeah. you produced that video. You so know I think you the, did. the worst part about that was Bear actually uh, was freaking out when he saw that. He's like, you can't harden the brain. You just, you can't do that. It, it was so exactly. weird for him to try and pull it. There, I just don't know why. He, I smacked myself in the face thinking about this. I don't know why he was would try and pull it over anyone's eyes, why he tried to put that community anyway. And he said, go look it up. If you were to look it up, the first thing that comes up is why you don't do that. You talk about body conditioning, uh, bone conditioning, muscle conditioning, whatever it is. That's not part of it. You can't do that to the skull. The guy, 
just he probably made that up on the fly. I swear he didn't put any research research into this. He it seems like he just wanted to kick Diego You're on the head. Upset again. I am getting upset. Don't don't try and so, stop. So so for for the, for the listeners, uh, if you haven't, so one of Bear's biggest fears is no. I, I can tell because, him. I, I okay. can tell him. And then no, I want to get what, back to Jesse. What I know. One of my biggest. I'm sorry about that. That's my right. biggest concerns is the fighters one day developing CTE or developing some level of brain damage, and then totally. some guy like this, some guy like this coming in and pulling the same shit. But I'm now not in a position to combat with it mentally, where I fall for it. I start to believe it. I follow the the teachings of this guy because I know it starts off slow and gentle and progresses to a point where it's just so far beyond for the average person to look at. But for me, it'd be normal by that point. So that was scary to watch it happen to someone in my direct line, my direct career. That that's potentially me some odd amount of years down the line. And so I would Especially like to know that someone's there for me. Diego. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now. For you, you have been watching this and you've been commentating on it uh, for quite a while. You've really been calling this out for a really long time. Did you feel like there was a lot of answer from the MMA community with all the stuff that you call out? Well, I just think that um, actually I could basically say almost for sure what it was, was that most of the, to your point, you know, most of the most of the most prominent voices in the MMA community that are that are kind of talking about the, the day-to-day things, um, you know, are, are, are real insiders that know these guys personally. And so, you know, I mean, if, if I, if I had like a personal relationship with Diego, I would probably be hesitant to talk about it the way that I did also, you know, where, you know, they don't want to, they just don't want to get involved with drama that with people that, you know, that they actually know where, you know, I'm, I'm kind of speculating based on things. I mean, you know, educatedly speculating, but, uh, I think that's why most of the most of the people weren't touching on on any of that stuff. Most well, likely. I think it's damn important you did. I think you did more to get it out there. It was I think you and uh, Rap Battle and MMA. I think you too did a ton to get it out there in a way that nobody else is. It's, it's at uh, that point. It was you too. I think it's I, I MMA think it's, allegedly. It's now. MMA allegedly now. Yeah. He changed the name, but you too did so much to get it out there. Um, and and everyone, by the way, is calling for you two to collaborate now. But oh, put us together. Yeah, like I'm going to hook you yeah. two up. Um, yeah, they they want you the your comments and his comments. They want you guys to to collaborate. But you got did so much to get it out there. You've really reached out into the MMA community and affected change and gotten this out there for a commentator and for somebody talking about this. Watch it. What's it like to see that level of reach and to see people responding to you and acting on it because you've said it. I mean, we did at the show. You were one of the places we went for the research. I mean, I, I would, I would just say that if if it does turn out that one of the ways that uh, Diego kind of figured out that he was in a in a tough spot is because of the OnlyFans, and that my video kind of uh, contributed to that, I would feel pretty good about that because I I do believe he was in a really bad spot, and he's going to be in a much better spot now that he's now that he's out of it. I will say this though. Since we're talking about MMA channels, if I don't say this by the time we get off, I would regret it. But the best mixed martial arts channel on the internet, hands down, is Mixed Molly Whoppery. So if you guys have never watched that, that is the channel to watch. It's 100 times better than mine. Very, very different. But uh, if you're into, like, the human stories, you know, behind these fighters, literally every single one of my favorite fighters are guys that Mix Molly has, has featured in videos. It, the, his content will blow your mind. He just did one on Michael Chandler, and, and Michael Chandler saw it and completely lost his mind, too. The, the level of research this guy does is, is 
is unreal. And he was one of the first people to call my channel out early on. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't return the favor. Well, then we certainly do have to check it out. Uh, Thanks thank for letting us know. I'm going to go look that up since we're done. Now, I, I want to say Wapri. that. Yep. Nick Smalley Wapri. Okay. Now, I'm going to say yep. this. Uh, you have... Yeah, we are going to, I just, I, I, do, I understand. I got it. It's okay. We're getting to the edge of the end of the show. So I'm trying I have, to hurry there along. And he's like, I want to say this. I'm, I got something to say. Okay. Damn it. Fuck. <laughs> the last part was for the, for the donations. <laughs> Anyways, we were talking about this entire time, how you did everything right. You know, your, your TikTok has nearly 300,000 followers. You got almost 30,000 followers on YouTube. You built this huge standing so quickly in the MMA community, especially as a commentator type, uh, for channel. You have gonna you have noticed, I'm sure, you're gonna develop some haters. You're gonna develop people who don't like you. And what would you say is the best way that you've handled or think you could handle these types of people on your platforms? Oh, I <laughs> I mean the best way to get my attention is to uh is to say something negative on my on my videos. I'm like a five year old. Like I'm more, I'm like an amoeba. <laughs> it's like uh and you know what's funny is uh, you in an amoeba where like you know exactly what an amoeba is going to do if you you know put certain stimulus in front of it where like mm -hmm. YouTube has even figured out that like the best way to get me to engage is if the notification is like your shit is fucking garbage they're like I'm automatic I'm like oh really well let's go respond to this guy so <laughs> I would say I am the last person to ask on uh, how to deal with haters because uh, the only way it. I know how to deal with them is to <laughs> is to talk shit back you, like a five year old. Run headstrong right into them. Now, I'm going to say this. Um, I know I'm not going to be the only person that Fabia tries to send a shit ton of personal information on um, Diego to. I hope everyone else just fucking ignores him as well. That's just a throw out because I've got people catching me online right now asking what it is. I'm not going to tell you. Please don't anyone tell. Just keep it quiet. Uh, Jesse, Chell, about Yeah, Chell Sonnen put a video out about that, that if anybody, anybody exposes any of that stuff, he's he's going to be very unhappy with them. Oh, I like that. I See, I like that. People need to protect each other. We have about yep. two minutes left in the show. Tell everyone where to find you, and then I'm going to give you the time to say anything you want to everyone out there. Uh, Jesse on Fire is the, uh, is the name of the YouTube channel, Jesse on Fire on TikTok. Uh, I also have Instagram and Twitter, but I'm much more active on the on the first two, first two platforms. And... Uh, Thank you guys again very much for having me on. Of course. We've got about a minute left. What do you want to say to everyone out there? Aside from go watch you because that's a given. You're fantastic. What do you want to say to everyone that's listening in? Ooh, I want to say that I am very curious to see how Hamza Chimaev comes back against, uh, you know, against his guy. I'm excited for Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz. I'm excited for Connor and Dustin. I love this sport. And, uh, you know, that's if you're – if you're just a fan that, that isn't looking for, you know, like the, the, the technical breakdowns, you're just looking for someone who's a, a psychopathic fan that loves the sport so much it hurts, that's, that's kind of my niche. I, I love it. I like watching you. Um, I think you're brilliant. So thank you so much for thank being on the, on the show. Guys, go check out Jesse on Fire. He is absolutely incredible, and if you want to know what's going on, he gives you breakdowns that I'm going to tell you from the standpoint of someone that doesn't watch MMA. If you're a guy out there, it's something even your girlfriend will understand. If she's not a fan of MMA, she'll enjoy it too. I'm Summer Helene. We are 
on with my co-host, Beth Yord. It's true. I love your stuff. And so does he. It's like one of the only things we can agree on. We're on with my co-host, Beth Yorda, and our special guest, Jesse on Fire. Go check him out. He gives you some great in-depth breaks, breakdowns, the good, the bad, and the ugly in MMA. Jesse, thank you so much for joining us. Very much. And to everyone out there, we'll be back next week. Be good to each other. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.